excited about this series. Appreciate my friend Craig Rochelle and Stephen Furtick that gave me this idea about this series. And I just know God's going to do a great work in our relationships through this series. Today, as we look at the bully, and we just saw the video about bullies, and the raw reality is we all deal with bullies. We all have to learn how to handle bullies, how to handle mean people in a way that will bring glory and honor to Jesus. And the reality is this, sometimes we are the bully. Look at your neighbor right now, the audience participation. Ask your neighbor this, are you the bully? Come on, ask him, yeah, are you, come on, are you, are you the bully? Bullies are everywhere. Have you noticed that bullies are everywhere? Everywhere you turn, there are bullies. Maybe you have a coworker that's a bully. Maybe you have a family member that's a bully. Maybe you have a neighbor that's a bully. Maybe some of your friends are bullies. Maybe you are a teacher or an administrator in the school system or a student. And man, you deal with bullies all the time. And you know what's interesting? Because of, of, of the wave of social media, now you got bullies everywhere. It seems like everywhere you turn, there's a bully because now people can be bully on Facebook or a bully on Twitter or, or a bully on Instagram. And have you ever seen, met somebody that's passive aggressive? You know what I mean? They're like, like, I'm not really trying to be a bully, but they really are. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't like you because you eat ice cream, tweet. And you just bought them ice cream last night, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, like talking about you, you know what I mean? Like, you, I know you're talking about me. And they're, they're just trying to be smooth, and yet they're being a bully, yet they're throwing a jab, yet they're being mean. How do we deal with these people who suck the life out of us, that talk about us, that hurt us, that do mean, thing to, mean things to us, that, that can literally ruin our day by what they say, that can, that can irritate us by what they say or do? How do we deal with life suckers. I want to address that today. And the first thing that I want us to think about today as we get ready to launch into this message is, why are there mean people? <laughs> why are there bullies on the planet? And to find that answer today, what I want to do is I want to look at King Saul. And I want to study his life today. And I want us to look at King Saul. And I want us to see why he was a bully to a man named David. And as we look to see why King Saul was a bully to David, I also want us to learn from King Saul and from David how to handle and deal with a bully in a way that will honor our Heavenly Father. And the first thought that I want to share with you today as we're looking at bullies and why people are bullies, and the first thought is this, bullies are mean for a reason. It's important that you know that. The bullies that you're facing in your life, they're mean for a reason. Oftentimes, the reason a person is a bully, the reason that they're mean is because they've been hurt. And they're hurting, so they try to hurt you. The reason a person is a bully is oftentimes they've been betrayed. Maybe somebody has done them wrong, stabbed them in their back, and they're dealing with a wound and pain, and they hurt others. Perhaps a bully has been has been abused, and they've faced abuse in their life, and, and now they're mean, and they're bitter, and they're a bully. Perhaps they grew up in a dysfunctional environment, a dysfunctional home, 
And I think most of us grew up in some type of dysfunction in our home. And if you didn't, you were one person away from it. How I many you know what I'm talking about? You know, come on, somebody. Yeah, you know what I mean? Dysfunction's everywhere, all the way back to Adam and Eve, baby. Dysfunction. Dysfunction, dysfunction, dysfunction. And so they grew up in dysfunction and just never have overcome it or, or dealt with it. Sometimes life's just been hard. How I many of us, life can be hard. Life can be unfair. Life can just be cruel. Sometimes, and sometimes people are just, just mean and bullies because life's been hard on them. Or, or sometimes what it is is they've been deeply disappointed. And, and life has been hard, and they've just been deeply disappointed. They've been let down. They're disillusioned about life. And so, so they're mean. They're, they're, a, they're a bully. People are bullied for a lot of different reasons, but they're always a bully for a reason. And King Saul... King Saul was a bully, and here's why he was a bully. You see, King Saul, he disobeyed God. And when he disobeyed God, God informed King Saul, you are no longer going to be the king over Israel. And when King Saul heard this devastating news from the prophet Samuel, he was devastated. He was hurt. He was disappointed, and this spiraled into some bully behavior. Let, let's, let's check out what happens next in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 1. It says, Now the Lord said to Samuel, You have mourned long enough for Saul. I have rejected him as king of Israel. And we see that in chapter 15. You can read that in your own time, how he rejected him. And Saul was informed he's no longer going to be king. And check it out. I've rejected him. As king of Israel, so fill your flask with olive oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there, for I have selected one of his sons to be my king. Very interesting. Not only was Saul rejected from being king, and he was hurt, and he was wounded, he was disappointed, he was disillusioned. But, but the second thing that you have to see here is that now God has chosen another king. And if you continue to read in 1 Samuel 16, you find out that God chose a little boy, young boy, shepherd boy named David, and anointed David to be the next king of Israel. Now Saul continued to be the king for some time, but David was anointed to be king. Saul was king, but but God's hand was not on his life to be king. Now God's hand was on David's life to be king. And guess what happened with Saul? Saul became jealous of David. You see, another reason that people are bullies is because of jealousy. Because of jealousy. I want you to see this in Saul's life with David. In 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 6, the scripture says, When the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, this is talking about David and Goliath, when David killed Goliath with the slingshot and the one stone. It says, Women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. This was their song Saul has killed his thousands thousands and David his ten thousands this made Saul very angry what's this he said they credit David with ten thousands and me with only thousands next they'll be making him their king and he's right they will verse 9 so from now so, so so from that time on Saul kept a here's the key word Saul kept a jealous eye David, you see, some people are mean to you because of jealousy. Maybe they're jealous about your life. Maybe they're jealous about your family. 
Maybe they're jealous about your career. Maybe they're jealous because of something you possess. But they're jealous of something, and it causes them to be mean and to be a, a bully to you. Here's what I want you to catch. is people are mean. People are, are, are a bully for a variety of reasons. But there's always a reason. And oftentimes the reason people are a bully is no matter how tough they act on the outside, they're hurting on the inside. That's what I want you to understand about the bullies that you're facing in life, the bullies you're dealing with in life. You have to understand they're a bully for a reason. And they may act tough, they may act macho, they may act hard, but they're hurting on the inside. And here's a second thought I want us to understand about bullies. We all deal with them. They can suck the life out of us. And the second thing we need to understand about bullies is bullies hurt people. They hurt people. When a person has been hurt, a person has been betrayed, a person has been abused, a person ha has experienced a difficult time in life, a person has been dis deeply disappointed. And if that person doesn't take that issue to the Lord Jesus Christ, if that person does not surrender that hurt, that pain, that, that disappointment to the Lord Jesus Christ, oftentimes what happens is they lash out and hurt other people. And that's exactly what happens to Saul. Let's look at this together in 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse number 10. It says, the very next day, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed him. And the very next day was the day after he was jealous of David because they're singing. He's killed his 10,000. He's jealous of David. He's no longer going to be the king. David's going to be the next king. I mean, all this has transpired. And the very next day, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul, and he began to rave in his house like a madman. David was playing the harp as he did each day. But Saul had a spear in his hand, and he suddenly hurled it at David intending to put, pin him to the wall, but David escaped him twice. And because Saul was hurting, he wanted to hurt David and tried to hurt David because hurt people hurt people. Wounded people wound people. You see, the bullies in your life, they are a bully because they're, they're wounded, they're, they're hurt. And so they, they lash out, they try to hurt you, they try to be mean to you, they try to belittle you. And, and not only did Saul try to, to hurt David, he was so mean, he was hurting so bad, he was so wounded, he was such a bully. He didn't just try to hurt David, he literally tried to kill David. On several occasions. Here's what the scripture says in 1 Samuel chapter 19 and verse number 11. Then Saul sent troops to watch David's house. They were told to kill David. Saul sent his troops and said, listen, you're told to kill David when he came out the next morning. But Michael, David's wife, warned him, if you don't escape tonight, you will be dead. You will be dead by morning. And you know what happens if you're not familiar with the story? After chapter 19, for several chapters in the Bible, Saul is chasing David all throughout the region, man. He's chasing him, trying to kill him, trying to kill David so he could destroy David's destiny so that David wouldn't become the next king. He was such a bully. He was trying to take David's life. I hope none of you have a bully like that. <laughs> I mean, this guy had a real bully. And that's what bullies do. They try to hurt you. They try to hurt your life. They try to hurt your relationships. 
They'll try to hurt your marriage. They'll try to hurt your kids. They'll try to hurt your career. They're bullies. They're, they're mean. They're, they're lashing out, and they're trying to hurt your life. Pastor, what do you do with a bully? What do you do? I understand, Pastor, that there are reasons why people are bullies. I, I understand that bullies, because they're hurting and they're wounded and they haven't taken their issues to the Lord Jesus Christ, that they lash out and they're mean. They act tough on the outside, but they're hurting on the inside. What's our response as a Christ follower to bullies? Well, I want to give you four biblical ways to respond to a bully, to respond to mean people. Now, I'm going to say some things that you're not going to like, but it's the truth. Amen. The first way we deal with a bully is be kind. Be kind. And we just read in 1 Samuel 18 that Saul tried to pin David against the wall with a spear. And David's response to King Saul is astonishing. I mean, David responded with kindness. Check this out. In the very next chapter, we read chapter 18. Let's go to chapter 19, 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse 9. David's response to this mean bully king, it says, But one day when Saul was sitting at home with a spear in hand, the tormenting spirit from the Lord suddenly came up on him again as David played his harp. You know, I read and I go, what? Hey, Bubba, he was just throwing spears at you yesterday. And verse 10 says, David went back and he played his heart. Verse 10 says, Saul hurled his spear at David. Again, he hurled his spear at David, but David dodged out of the way, leaving the spear, and leaving the spear stuck in the wall, he fled and escaped into the night. And even though Saul was a bully, David continued to be kind to him. You see, understand this. We overcome bullies with kindness, not by retaliating. Now, the flesh wants to retaliate, but the way we overcome bullies is by, with, with kindness. The Scripture says it like this, Luke chapter 6 and verse 20. Jesus said, but to you who are willing to listen, because some people don't want to listen to this. <laughs> some people don't want to hear this. Some people don't want to take this biblical wisdom. But, but Jesus said, for those of you who are willing to listen, you want to live a God-honoring life when you're dealing with mean people, when you're dealing with bullies. He says, if you're willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Now, the people around you won't do that. But I'm telling you, your response is to love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Because anybody can do good to people who do good to them. But as a follower of Jesus, he says, listen, here's how you respond to mean people, to bullies. Do good to those who hate you. Wow. Verse 28, bless those who curse you. Don't just bless those who bless you, but those who curse you, who speak evil to you. He says, listen, here's how you handle a bully. Here's your response. Respond with kindness. Bless those who curse you. Then he goes on to say, pray for those who hurt you. Pray, respond in kindness. Pray for them. And you don't pray prayers like this. this. Jesus is not saying pray like this. Now, Lord Jesus, you know we had a lightning storm the other night. Lord, pray. I hit them next time with lightning. I pray, God, in Jesus' name, hit them, kill them. Next time floodwaters come, may they fall under the floodwaters, Lord, in Jesus. No! That's not biblical. That's not God honoring. You pray life. You pray blessing. You pray that God will... Talk, speak to them. God, deal with their heart. God, heal them. I know they're hurting. The reason they're acting like this, the reason they're acting like a jerk is because they're hurting. They're wounded. They're disappointed. 
God, deal with their heart. God, I'm dealing with the student in school as an educator. God, Lord, I pray for that student. Help their heart. Deal with their heart. Minister to them. I pray in Jesus' name. And I want you to notice this. This is worth saying. I want you to notice that it doesn't say get even. Jesus does not say retaliate. Jesus does not say hurt them back. Get your spirit and start throwing it back at them. You trying to pin me, Bubba? I'm going to pin you. Let's see who gets who first. That's not, that's not what Jesus says. Because when you retaliate, it only lowers you down to their level. You don't retaliate. And can I tell you, David had the prime opportunity to retaliate. In 1 Samuel chapter 24 and verse 3 through 6, I'm not going to read it to you. You can read it in your own time. But in 1 Samuel chapter 24, beginning in verse 3, it talks about David. He was running from King Saul. He was trying to kill him. And the Bible says David and his men, his fighting men, were hiding out in a cave. And the scripture says that Saul was chasing after him, and he went inside this cave not knowing that David was inside the cave with his fighting men. The cave was complete dark. I mean, it was just dark. And so King Saul did not see David in the, cave, in the cave. And so Saul went inside this cave to use the restroom, the scripture says, to relieve himself. And as he was relieving himself, the scripture says that David went up behind the king. The king never heard him. He cut off a piece of his garment, of his robe. And as King Saul finished his business, was walking out this cave, David got his attention. And David said, listen, I could have killed you. Matter of fact, my fighting men, they wanted me to kill you because you keep chasing me. You keep trying to kill me. You keep trying to destroy me. But he says, listen, I'm not retaliating. He said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. I got you. I got you in this cave. I got you right where I want you. But I'm not killing you. I'm not going to retaliate. You've hurt me, but I'm not going to hurt you back. You're trying to wound me, but I'm not going to wound you back. I'm going to honor God. And the scripture says it like this over in the New Testament, Romans chapter 12 and verse number 19. It says, dear friends, never take revenge. Never take revenge. Oh, pastor, but you don't understand my situation. My situation, it doesn't really fit under this verse. No, 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 no. Never take revenge. Oh, pastor, you don't understand what they did to me. You don't understand what they did to me. Never Take, you don't understand, you don't understand, it's been painful. If, I mean, if you went, 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 went through what I went through, if you went, you, would, you wouldn't say that. Never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. You respond with kindness. You don't grab your spear. You don't try to kill them. You don't start throwing spears at them. Even when you got them right where you want them, and oftentimes that will happen to you, when you just honor God, you'll be at a place where you could take your enemy out. You could get in the flesh. You could get even. You could send a tweet back. You could send a Facebook message back. You could go, blah! Not worth my time. Not worth my time. I'm going to honor Jesus and leave the retaliation in God's hands. Number two is this. Just look at your neighbor. You know I like to do this from time to time and just say, this message is not for me. I'm glad, I'm glad you're here. I know you need to be here. This is not for me. I'm good. I am good. I don't know why he's even teaching this today. I'm cool. I'm cool. But you, on the other hand, glad you're here. Point number two, how do you deal with people trying to suck the life out of you? Mean people, rude people, hate. How do you deal with people like that? Number two is this, get help from godly friends. Get help from godly friends. See, one key way David overcame his bully 
was through a godly friendship. I want to show this to you again. 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 15. It says, one day near Horesh, David received the news that Saul was on the way to Ziph to search for him and kill him. Jonathan, who was David's friend, very interesting, not only David's friend, but Jonathan was King Saul's son. Jonathan went to find David. Listen, his father's trying to kill David. And he goes to David and he says, and, and, and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God. You see, that's what godly friendships will do. When the enemy's chasing you, they're chasing you all around, they're trying to kill you, destroy you, you'll have a friend, a godly friend that will encourage you. Be strong in the, in the Lord. Stay strong in your faith. And he encouraged David, verse 17, he says, don't be afraid. Jonathan reassured him. I mean, sometimes you need a friend, a godly friend. When life is difficult and the enemy's after you and people are dogging you out and they're talking about you and they've been mean to you and they've been hateful to you, you need somebody that'll say, don't be afraid. Come on. And you need somebody that'll reassure you from time to time. And he says, my father will never find you. And he goes on to say this, you are going to be the king of Israel. And sometimes you need that, man, when you're sweating and you don't have your king clothes on and life is hard. You're losing weight in the cave. You're not eating good. You're running from your life. You've been ticks all over you. you got chickens biting you, and you don't feel like a king. Sometimes you need somebody when life is hard. The enemy's chasing you. That'll speak to your destiny and say, you're going to be the next king. Stay faithful to God. God's got a plan. Your future's bright. Honor Jesus. Honor the Lord. And he spoke to him as a friend and told David, you're going to be the next king of Israel, and I will be next to you. Listen, David, I'm your friend. And I'm going to be standing next to you and your family, supporting you. I'll be next to you as my father, Saul, is well aware. And friends, when we're facing a bully and life is tough, we need godly friends to help us to overcome. And matter of fact, I, I love this. As you study this story about David, David, on a couple of occasions, King Saul was chasing after him. And he would have got David. He would have had a prime opportunity to capture David and to kill him. But Jonathan, the king's son, went out to David and warned him, my father will be here tomorrow. He's coming. Go this way. And his friend protected him. You have any godly friends like that? I'm not talking about, you know, them friends you got talking about, girl, you just get even. <laughs> Boy, you just go. I'm telling you, when you just go tomorrow and you just tell that joker, you gonna, we, go, we, will take, we, will wear, we will wear him out. Do you have any friends that are pushing you towards Jesus, pushing you towards your destiny? Got any godly friends? You know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid some of you, because you, you, you're facing main, mean people, you're facing difficult people, you're facing angry people, you're facing people trying to destroy you, and I'm afraid some of you are missing out on some encouragement. You're missing out on some people that, will, that, that, that can speak life to you. You're missing out on godly wisdom. You're missing out on some protection that a godly friend would provide you. We all need godly friends. I'm so grateful because I go through tough times just like you. And I deal with mean people just like you. And I deal with hateful people just like you. And I'm so grateful for godly people in my life to speak into my life. Godly friends say, Herbert, don't respond. Herbert, don't say anything. Herbert, just love Jesus. Herbert, honor God. God's got your back. I'm so grateful for godly people to encourage me and even give me a word from the Lord in the middle of my cave experiences. Do you have people like that? It's so critical. That's why I want to encourage you. Listen, get involved in a small group. 
Get involved in one of our community groups. Get, get here on Wednesday night, beginning August 21st, our Wednesday night connection. Something for the whole family. Get here. Build some relationships. Get some godly friends. Some of you, you're missing out on some major victories because you don't have the right people around you. I want to encourage you today, go out in the lobby at the Welcome Center. You can sign up for a small group. You can sign up to lead a small group. And parents, have your students here. They're facing enough battles out there, man. They need some encouragement. They need some other teenagers who love Jesus that can encourage them, some, some, some adult leaders that can encourage them. Have them on Wednesday night here, growing in their faith, growing in their relationship with Christ is so important when we're dealing with mean bullies. We have godly friendships to overcome the bullies that we're dealing with. There's a third thing I want to share with you, a third nugget on how to deal with people who are trying to suck the life out of you, mean people, bullies. Number three is this, establish boundaries. Establish boundaries. This is very interesting. David was kind to Saul, and we read how he went back and served Saul by playing the harp on multiple occasions, even though the king was throwing spears at him. Why? Because as followers of Christ, we're called to be kind. But, but... That's, a, that's huge. But there's another way that God wants us to respond and deal with bullies. You see it in the scripture, and that is this. Establish boundaries to protect yourself. You have to sometimes establish boundaries so that you can stay safe. Let me show you what David did. In 1 Samuel chapter 19 and verse number 11, it says, Then Saul sent troops to watch David's house. They were told to kill David. When he came out the next morning, but Michael, David's wife, warned him, if you don't escape tonight, you will be dead by morning. Verse 12 says this, so she helped him climb out of the window, get his harp, and go play for the king. That's not what it says. I just want you to know this. I'll be like, really? Wow, that's awesome. Whoa. And I didn't say that. No, on this occasion, she helped him climb out through a window, and he fled and escaped. You see, this time David didn't go get his harp. He said, man, this guy's trying to kill me. He's trying to harm me. And David established a boundary, a boundary between him and Saul. And David's boundary was the boundary of distance. David realized if I don't put distance between me and Saul, this guy that does not have my best interest in mind, he's going to try to kill me. And I want you to understand this. Having boundaries is very biblical. It's very biblical. As followers of Christ, sometimes we can get in this mentality and begin to think, I have to subject myself to pain and hurt and abuse. You know, I, just, I love Jesus, so I just have to, you know, just put up with it. Just beat me down. Hurt me. No, 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 no. The Bible talks about boundaries. It's biblical. Some of, for some of you, this is new teaching. You're like, really? The Bible talks about boundaries? Yeah, yeah, the Bible talks about boundaries. Listen, you can love someone unconditionally. You can have unconditional love without giving them unrestricted access. You see, there are some people, you need to love them from a distance and let Jesus hug them up close. <laughs> I'm going to love you. I'm going to be kind. I'm not going to retaliate. But my brother, my sister, I'm going to love you from a distance, and Jesus is going to have to hug you in Jesus' name. Distance, distance, boundaries. Boundaries are in the Bible. Now, I don't have time today to give you every boundary because there's a lot of scriptures about boundaries. But just as an example, I want to share three scriptures with you about 
having and establishing boundaries and how they're biblical. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 11 says this, I meant that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer. So if somebody claims to be a believer, that they're a strong Christian, that they love Jesus Christ, and they're serving the Lord, yet indulges in sexual sin, or is greedy, or worships idols, or is abusive, bullies, or is a drunkard, or cheats people, don't even eat with such people. Like, Pastor, is that really in the Bible? Yes, that's in the Bible. Don't even eat with such people because this kind of person can weaken your faith. And so what the scripture says is put a boundary between you and them. Don't let them weaken your faith. Boundaries are biblical. Romans chapter 16, verse 17 says this. And now I make one appeal, one, one more appeal. My dear brothers and sisters, watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. Stay away from them. Now, I just want you to know I don't have a trick Bible. My Bible's the same Bible as yours. No tricks. And the Bible says... There are certain people who need to put boundaries between you and them and people that are divisive, causing division in the body, teaching things that are not scriptural. The Bible says you got to stay away from them. I'm just teaching what the scripture says. The Bible says boundaries are biblical, biblical. Matthew chapter 19, verse number four and five says this. Haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied that they, they record that from the beginning, God made them male and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Here's just another example of a boundary. The Bible says when a man gets married, he leaves his father and mother, and he's united to his wife. They don't have the exact same relationship that they used to. In other words, you and your wife, you don't live next, right in the same house and, you know, in the same, you know, next door, the bedroom right next door to your parents. And if you do that, my brother, I'm praying for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Boundaries are good. And the Bible just said, there's another boundary here. It's probably healthy for you to leave daddy and mama and become one with your wife and get your own space. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can be cool and have a great relationship, but we're going to have our own space. Boundaries. I'm just saying boundaries are, are healthy. And sometimes you need to put distance between you and your bully. Now, I don't have time today to give you how exactly when, exactly why you put boundaries in place. But here's what I want to do for you. If you need this in your life, this is speaking to your heart, go online and buy the book called Boundaries by Henry Cloud. Boundaries by Henry Cloud. It's from a biblical perspective on how to establish boundaries in your life for people who are mean, who are bullies, who are trying to destroy your life. He talks about this in great depth, how to establish boundaries. All I want to do today is establish you need to be kind. And for some people, you need to establish some boundaries. And you need to love them from a distance and let Jesus hug them for you. Number, number four is this. The, the fourth thing I want to share with you, how to deal with mean people. How to deal with bullies who are trying to suck the life out of you. Number four is this. Lean on God. Lean on God. And, and David wrote this psalm that I'm getting ready to read to you in Psalms 18. He wrote this psalm when God delivered him from the hands of Saul and his enemies. 
And I want you to see what David says. I want you to notice how David leaned on God when he was facing Saul and running for his life. In Psalms 18 and verse 1, he says, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. I lean on you, God. The Lord is my rock. I lean on you, God. My fortress and my Savior, God, I leaned on you when I was running in the caves and running from this guy. My, my God is my rock. In him in whom I find protection, God, I leaned on you when my enemies were after me. He is my shield, the power that saves me. And my place of safety, God, I lean on you. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. God, I leaned on you when the enemy was after me. Jump down to verse number 6. I encourage you to read the entire Psalms 18 on your own time. But for time's sake, let's jump down to verse 6. He says, but in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me. Wow. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. He said, I leaned on God. Psalms 18 verse 20 says this, the Lord rewarded me for doing right. He restored me because of my innocence. In other words, I could have got even with King Saul. I had him in a cave one time. He was relieving himself. I could have killed him at that very moment. But the Lord rewarded me for doing right. He restored me because of my innocence. My hands were clean. My hands were innocent. I, I did the right thing. Verse 21, for I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not turned from my God to follow evil. I didn't turn from God. I leaned on God. And God saved me from my enemies. Here's what I want to say. You got to lean on God. God has your back. Honor God. Honor his word. And you know what some of you have done? Some of you have turned away from God. And you're doing the wrong things. You're not honoring God. You're retaliating. You're getting even. Some of you, you you've turned into the bully. And you're mean to people. You're hateful. You're throwing your own spears. They may be verbal spears. Here's the thing. Hurt people. Hurt people. Wounded people. Wound people. But healed people, heal people. Whole people, restore people. Would you take your hurt, your pain, your disappointment, your betrayal, your disillusionment, your abuse to the foot of the cross and give it to Jesus and let him heal you? I want you to know you're watching online. You're in this place right now. You don't have to go through life hurting people and wounding people. You can be healed by the Lord Jesus. And healed people heal people. Lean 